Welcome to the Maximum Hoops Podcast. I am your host, Michael Maxey, and this is the Trade Deadline Recap. And everyone was talking that this was going to be a boring, no-moves trade deadline, and boy, were they completely and utterly wrong. Um, and and, and I, I'm sorry, but guys like Brian Windhorst, who, who, who think that they have all this insight, uh, look like a freaking fool with all his uh, reporting. Nothing he said came true. So I, that just, to me, made me, made this even better. But uh, not to get on a tangent, there were 17 trades um, and like 42 players dealt today. Um, and we're going to go through every single trade. Um, and I'm going to break it down and, and, and we can see how, um, how maybe rosters are going to shake up from there. I'll let you know how the rotations are going to look, if you ask me, in my opinion, and whatnot. So, first thing first, I woke up this morning to a trade. The Detroit Pistons get Corey Joseph and two second-round picks for DeLon Wright as he goes to Sacramento. So, so looking at it on Detroit side, Detroit um, Detroit is in full rebuild mode. So, right now, there's three teams in full rebuild mode. Detroit, Orlando, and uh, Oklahoma City. And Detroit is... Um, they uh, they signed Delon Wright uh, during the off season and basically um, they were able to get a little bit uh, clear up some money. Uh, Corey Joseph, I don't know if if they're they're planning on keeping him. I don't think so. Uh, they the, the two second round picks is what Detroit re- really wanted in this deal, and that's what they got. Um, uh, Corey Joseph's just a throw in for money reason for money reasons and. Um, uh, uh, it, it, not sure he will stick around. Uh, he's got, I think, $10 million owed to him. I think he's a free agent at the end of the season. So uh, they could buy him out or, um, you know, maybe just let him play like a reserve role off the bench. But uh, nothing uh, too major here. Uh, I actually like this move for Sacramento, getting DeLon right. Sacramento is still um, around, like, for the playing game. They're still alive. So that's... Um, that's a, another you know guard they can put uh, another ball handler so uh, he's going to uh, be in the rotation with obviously the Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald. So now now they got more firepower back there. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, a, a, an A for uh, Sacramento. The two second round picks they they never amount to anything. I don't I, I don't understand why people get so freaked out about second round picks, but um, I'm going to give this as an A for Sacramento, and we'll go with a B for Detroit. Detroit really, um, they really just want these two second-round picks and, and getting Corey Joseph. I mean, they right now have uh, Killian Hayes looks like he's their point guard of the future unless they draft uh, one in this draft. So they got so many they got so many point guards on the team. I, I don't know how this is going to look with Dennis Smith Jr. and Frank Jackson now getting some runs, so we'll have to see. So this, this is requiring some bang energy, so I'm taking a bang energy drink. Hmm. And we will continue. Denver, early this morning, decided they were going to... They acquired JaVale McGee from the Cleveland Cavaliers for Isaiah Hartenstein and two future second-round picks. So uh, Denver uh, solidifies their backup uh, center position uh, behind Nikola Jokic. He's just, uh, you know, he's he's there to give him 15, maybe 20 minutes if there's foul trouble for, for the Joker. And... Um, and and that, that's, a, that's a really good get, a really good get for um, um, 
for Denver getting him. Isaiah Hartenstein wasn't getting many minutes as it was. Uh, you know, um, Cleveland also gets two future second-round picks, which, you know, I guess they're another team in the, in, the, in the rebuild, except I think they're a little further along than the other two. Um, so you got uh, you got them getting Isaiah Hartenstein and two future second-round picks. So that's how that looks for um, that. I'm going to give uh, Denver an A on that one, and we'll give Cleveland a B on that uh, on that trade. Uh, you know, I, I'm being generous right early, right around. So the first blockbuster to fall came early this morning. Early this morning, uh, the Chicago Bulls acquired Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu from Orlando for Wendell Carter, Otto Porter and two first round picks wow this I'm, I'm gonna take some time on this one this is uh this was unexpected we heard Vucevic's name and being bandied around but i never in a million years thought he was going to be traded and especially not to the chicago bulls so the bulls obviously are trying to you know i i, I was tipped off this morning that the bulls were going to be doing something big um but it sounded like they were going to be maybe unloading guys not acquiring better uh players which this is clearly what they did they uh they got nikola Vucevic, who is now going to be their starting center for for the foreseeable future uh he's an all-star just a a really good post player uh they um they also got al farouk Aminu, who is a long uh stretch four uh good rebounder who's going to probably uh, play um, for right now. He's going to be the, probably the third stringer. Larry Markkinen probably uh, has felt with some uh, injuries, you know, in his career. So Al Farouk Amino is just another insurance. Um, it looks like they're trying to make a kind of pseudo playoff run, if, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I, I really like this trade for, for uh, Chicago. Um We'll look at the, on the Chicago side first. So, so Vucevic goes in and becomes their starter. Um, Al Farouk Amino is now probably second or third string, depending on how, uh, uh, you know, Laurie Markin is right now. You're starting four, and then you got Thaddeus Young behind him. Um, the Bulls made a couple other moves that we'll talk about a little bit later that probably um, won't have either one of them playing any center. Um, really like this for the Bulls. I, I, I was not, when I woke up this morning. Um, I did not think Vucevic was going to be dealt to Chicago. It, this is a shocking, a shocking move, if you ask me. Uh, I think the Bulls did really well here. Um, they 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 were able to unload Wendell Carter, who has been let's just let's just be honest. He's been quite the disappointment. He's had injury problems. Um, Otto Porter is in the last year of his contract. He was going to walk. They got something for him. Um, he is, uh, obviously he's not in Orlando's plans for the future. He will either be bought out probably, or he'll, he'll, he'll just ride the rest of the season in Orlando until, until next year. And, um, uh, the two first round picks Orlando got, uh, I'm going to, the, if the Bulls, the Bulls have improved. So these are going to be late first round picks, uh, both of them most likely, or, or mid, mid, mid. Or mid to late first round picks, depending on how how we uh, we see it. But um, we're we're 
where Orlando sits right now, they are in a rebuild. I'm going to give them a, we'll say a B minus C plus area. Um, Wendell Carter is now going to be your starting center. That is obvious. Otto Porter very well could be bought out um, after this trade. I haven't heard or read anything about that yet. Uh, he could just bide his time in Orlando. Orlando has their, their best players are injured. Uh, Cole Anthony and Markel Foltz. Um, obviously, they dealt Aaron Gordon, which we'll talk about later. They dealt Evan Fournier, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So, what Orlando, um, what Orlando has done here is basically just retooled their roster. They're going to be in the lottery again. They're um, they're going to have a chance to get uh, a decent uh, player to mix with them. Um, and actually, once I figure out Orlando's. Um, Rotation. I will uh, after we talk about the last uh, next couple moves. We'll talk about what the rotation is going to look like going forward. So, with that said, um, you got um, Orlando then pulling off a trade and sending Evan Fournier to the Celtics for two second round picks and what we found out was Jeff Teague. Wow, Boston just Boston just fleeced uh, Orlando on this one. If that's the best they could get for Fournier, I am very disappointed. Very, very, very disappointed because that is, um, yeah. First of all, Jeff Teague has been awful. He's been awful all season. Uh, Boston got Fournier. Fournier can now start. That is going to be a freaking phenomenal starting lineup with Tatum Brown, probably Tristan Thompson in the middle, um, Tatum Brown. Well, I miss Tatum Brown, um, Kemba, and then uh, Evan Fournier at the at the two. Marcus Smart coming off the bench as a combo guard. Uh, wow, just um, I can't believe two second round picks and and, and Jeff Teague has been awful. So Jeff Teague signed uh, with Boston um, and uh, whatnot. So um, so, anyways, uh, yeah. I mean, my phone. Sorry, I feel a little bit distracted. My phone's been blowing up trades and stuff all day so um this is one of my favorite times in the nba calendar and and i love breaking this stuff down um we'll probably break down rotations probably next week or something on some of these teams we'll maybe look at deeper into some of the rebuilding i might do a podcast on on the five rebuilding teams or i might pick five teams that are rebuilding and just kind of look at their rosters and whatnot but anyways get back to orlando um i can't believe that's all they got i cannot believe I can I'm just dumbfounded that that's all they got so with that said um, I'm gonna have to give a really um, bad grade to Orlando on that and that trade in general uh, on that trade in general um, they're, they're gonna get an F on that one I, I, I cannot believe it I mean I get get something for nothing um, because you're most likely gonna lose him at the end of the season anyways but that is just garbage. I can't. I cannot believe that. So, anyways, moving on. The Chicago Bulls acquired Troy Brown and Mo Wagner from Washington for Chandler Hutchinson and Daniel Gafford. So this is just basically uh, one of those um, uh, new scenery type of moves. Chandler Hutchinson still on his rookie contract. It's really been a disappointment. Um, Daniel Gafford is, I mean, he's all right. 
nothing to write home about. Um, so I, I'm a little un, uh, unsure if um, I'm a little unsure if you know how these guys are going to fit in. Uh, Ch uh, Chandler Hutchinson has a chance to get into the rotation. I'm not sure Gafford does in Washington. Um, but how this works out for the Bulls, I. I I like Troy Brown Jr. and he's very versatile. Washington has played him at the one, the two, the three, um, and um, I, I see him getting um, the possibilities of him getting into the rotation a lot more than he was in Washington. Um, Wagner, obviously, we'll find out later, is on his way to Boston in a separate deal, which I'll talk about in a little bit. I'm going in chronological how the trades happened today, so. Um, I really like I like this trade for the Bulls. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say um, the Bulls get an A. Washington gets a B. I mean, is this just a trade for players that need new scenery? That's basically all it is. Um, um, so that's how I I, I see that and. Um, nothing more I can say about that. So now we come to our second blockbuster trade of the day. Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark are on their way to the Denver Nuggets for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first round pick. And I've heard a lot, a lot of people criticizing Orlando for this. Um, I'm not exactly sure why. Um, Orlando... Aaron Gordon is not a number one. He's never been a number one. He doesn't have that ability to be a number one. He's a versatile defender, yes. However, I, I, th I think he's clearly overrated. Um, I like the fact they got Gary Harris, who is right, probably going to step right in to be your starting two guard, especially that 48 is on his way to Boston. You got R.J. Hampton as a building block, a young building block who um, has a chance to uh, maybe become um, your starting two guard uh, down the line. Um, and then you have a first round pick. So I'm gonna give this a B for Orlando. You got a first round pick coming. Actually, I'm gonna give this a B plus because I like it better uh, than Denver. Uh, you, you're gonna get a first round pick as well. This is how they're acquired. They acquired a good player. They acquired a young player and they acquired a first round pick for Aaron Gordon who is on Right now, but when he signed that contract, I thought it was disgusting. But anyways, it's actually, in today's NBA standards, pretty reasonable. Um, however, with that said, um, on Denver's part, now Aaron Gordon is going to go in and possibly be the third or fourth option in Denver. Now that's more his speed. That is way more his speed. So uh, being the third or fourth option is... Um, is uh, is definitely more suitable for um, Aaron Gordon. So Aaron Gordon's going to come in, probably be the starting power forward um, for Denver. Um, I really don't want them to play him at small forward. I, yeah, I know he can defend threes, but offensively, I I, I, I think he's a, I think he's a nightmare as a three offensively. That's just my opinion. Um, I know a lot of guys think he is can play any position. So. But um, Gary Clark probably never never sees the floor um, in Denver. Um, 
So if you, if you look at the Denver Nuggets roster now, so you're going to have Will Barton and Jamal Murray in your backcourt. Um, you're going to have Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic up front. That's pretty That's pretty tough. So um, maybe now they can get back uh, to looking like a team that could get to the NBA Finals. Um, that I really, I really, I really like the roster. I, I still think Orlando got the better of the trade, if that makes sense. However, I, I, I can't fault Denver for giving up on, on him. First of all, Will Barton is, 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 I think he's a better player than, um, Gary Harris. So, RJ Hampton, I mean, he's just a casualty of war. And the first round pick, the Denver Nuggets probably weren't going to use anyways. So, it, it, this is actually a, pre, actually, this is a pretty good trade for both sides. I know a lot of people are, are really, really banging on Orlando for this, but I, I don't fault them at all for this trade, and I think they got a lot for them. Getting two first-round picks was probably not going to happen, obviously. Um, the, the, the two first-round picks and, and some of the crap you heard from um, you know, some of these reporters saying that Boston was offering was a little bit overblown. So, yeah, so Der, uh, Denver Nuggets acquired Aaron Gordon, so that's... That's pretty big, and it, and and and, uh, and another move that's kind of a subtle move um, is uh, the uh, Miami Heat have acquired Nemanja Belisic for Mo Harkless and Chris Silvers. They are going to Sacramento. Um, uh, Harkless might get some runs. Silva will not. Um, Belisic, well, he wanted more playing time. Um, he fell out of favor. I, <laughs> to be honest with you. He might start in Miami, um, as you will find out later in this podcast. That Kelly Olynyk is not um, is on his way out of town as well. So you you may see you may see um, Bill Lisa become the starter here. Um, they could also go small, or they could try to start Precious Achua up uh, up front with Dan Adebayo. So a lot of different things that could happen here. Um, I do like this trade for Miami. It gives them a nice shooter. Um, Harkless is kind of—I mean, he's a an undersized. He's a wing, but he—they've he, a lot of team, he, He's been playing at the, a lot of the four. He might have to play a little bit of four against the undersized. Um, I, I like this for Miami more than Sacramento. I'm gonna give Miami a, a B plus on this. Sacramento's gonna get a C. Um, I, I personally think they could have got maybe a little bit more for Belisia, but but anyways, so. That is the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven trades. We're going to uh, take a little break and we'll come back and we'll break down some more. All right, back to the Maximum Hoops podcast trade deadline recap special. Um, we, we start the second uh, portion of this trade deadline special with a three team deal that sent. Uh, Ignis Brazdaikis and George Hill to the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Terrence Ferguson, Vincent Poirier, and a second-round pick to the Knicks. And Austin Rivers and Tony Bradley and two second-round picks to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, how this breaks down is, is, is Philly was looking for a point guard. Not 100% sure if they want to move Ben Simmons off the ball or if they're looking more for, like, the second unit. Regardless, George Hill is... Uh, is going to help them tremendously. Uh, I'm thinking that um, they may try to transition Ben Simmons more, possibly move Danny Green to the bench. 
uh, move Ben Simmons more into like um, like a secondary ball handler, maybe put him in the post a little bit more. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what they're planning on doing, but um, George Hill can also play off the ball, will play off um, Simmons, would have uh, Brazdaikis probably doesn't see the court, especially with, um, especially in Philadelphia with their roster. Uh, this is a very, um, a very uh, minor good move, if that makes sense. Uh, I really like it. George Hill seems to be like that guy that everyone wants, and then when teams get him, they don't want him anymore. It's really weird. He, he's been traded quite a bit recently, and I know he's been thrown in in a couple deals, but whatever. Um, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, Obviously, acquiring two second-round picks is very huge for them. Uh, Austin Rivers, with, with Shea Gilgis-Alexander um, going down, um, and now George Hill um, out of town, there might be some uh, there might be some minutes for Austin Rivers to be a combo guard off the bench. Um, they have been very successful with Theo Maladon running the point. Um, so you might be able to get uh, some Austin Rivers uh, uh, six uh, man uh, minutes here um, Tony Bradley is uh, is I doubt I mean they got Moses Brown there who they like Al Horford's still there collecting a paycheck so highly doubt Tony Bradley gets any run um, even if he even makes the team or stays on the roster so um, Austin Rivers I, I think is, is going to get some run and I think he signed a two-year contract, so he might be up under contract for next year. If so, Austin Rivers is a nice player. Nice player. I thought that, unfortunately, there's too many guards in New York, and um, he kind of fell out of favor with Tom Thibodeau. Uh, not exactly sure why, but um, I think he'll get another chance in Oklahoma City. So, And how this works for the Knicks is um, uh, they for, for – actually, they did really well. For, for uh, They got um, – they got, um, uh, they wanted to, uh, so with, with Rivers being um, kind of out of the rotation, they were able to use him, grab a second round pick, get Vincent Poirier, um, a big man, um, who's probably never going to see the floor in New York, and then Terrence Ferguson, a nice young player, who is uh, a defensive guy who might be able to be a 3D guy, might be able to help give some minutes for um, Tom Thibodeau and the New York Knicks. I actually like, I mean, he's still young, and he's had some minute moments when he was in Oklahoma City and when he was in uh, Philadelphia. He's had some moments where he, you've seen flashes. So, I mean, they might try to get, you know, lightning in a bottle or whatnot. So I'm going to give the Knicks a B-plus on this. They give Philadelphia a B on this because I don't know how this is going to play out. We're going to give Oklahoma City um, also a B um, and, and, and whatnot. So, um Nice little deal right there for um, nice little deal there for uh, all three teams involved and um, and, and whatnot. So uh, man, there's just so much stuff happening. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge is getting bought out by the um, by the um, um, So, yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge getting bought out by the Spurs. Uh, just got word that Myers Leonard is going to be waived by Oklahoma City. So there's just a lot of stuff happening. 
just a, just a lot of stuff happening. So um, one trade that kind of caught me off guard was uh, Toronto acquires Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood for Norman Powell. And here's my take on this. Norman Powell is a good player, but I'm not sure that I would have given up Gary Trent and Rodney Hood for him. I am um, I'm a big Gary Trent Jr. fan, and um, while C.J. McCollum was hurt, he was able to fill in a lot. He was a big-time scorer, uh, proved that he could score. Um, now in Toronto, he's going to get a, he's going to get a lot of minutes in Toronto, a lot more uh, minutes, you know, um, than I think he would get because they're probably going to run a three-guard rotation with Lowry, Van Fleet, and, and probably Gary Trent. Um, considering they, they, they don't really have any other guards. Um, Rodney Hood has a chance to uh, get a lot of minutes as a backup three. Um, yeah, I, I really like I really like this move for Toronto. Um, Toronto needed to do something. And Norman Powell was a hot commodity. I'm not sure why Portland made this deal. I'm going to give Portland a C on this trade. I'm going to give Toronto a B. Uh, Norman Powell is a good player, but... Yeah, he's a, probably a better player than Gary Trent and a better shooter. I'm not sure I would have went. I'm not sure I would have went there for the, for for, for uh, Portland. Um, not sure what they were going for. Um, I mean, Gary Trent, I think, is a restricted free agent. Maybe that had something to do with it. Um, not exactly sure. I, I believe I'm not 100 sure, but I think Norman Powell might be in the last year of his contract too. So, um, not really 100 sure um, what this means. For Portland, uh, Norman Powell is going to get a lot of minutes as a backup. Um, you know, he, he's basically kind of in the same situation. He's going to be the third wheel in a backcourt, like he was in Toronto and Portland with CJ and Dame. So, um, you know, and, and, and I understand Portland's got some guys that can fill in for Rodney Hood, so it's not that big of a deal. And, and you know, we might get a nice here little uh, sighting, you know, now that there's some minutes freed up. I don't know. So, um, a little confused about this trade a little bit. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that's how that shakes out. So, um, so in a trade, uh, Utah acquires Matt Thomas from Toronto for a second-round pick. Yeah, I know. Who's Matt Thomas? Well, Matt Thomas is a shooter. That's basically all he does. Um, however, not sure what he's going to do in Utah. I mean, they... they it's not like they, I mean, he's, it's not like he's a, 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 a big rotation piece uh, when he was in Toronto. He is, um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure how this is going to go down. Um, but it, this move looked like it was a precursor to a Kyle Lowry trade, which did not happen. Um, as you will see that Toronto uh, cleared out a few roster spots, looking like they were going to acquire some, which is interesting, but now they might be players in a buyout market, you know. Um, uh, Myers Leonard is available, not that they're going to go after him. Um, Otto Porter Jr. might be available. Um, Andre Drummond might be available, or will be available. Marcus Aldridge already is available. So they could possibly be in um, the buyout market now that they did deal Lowry. So I think there was a couple... So uh, there are a couple reasons for why they cleared out a couple roster spots. So, uh, in another puzzling trade, 
Um, the Clippers acquire Rajon Rondo for Lou Williams and two second rounders. I'm flat out flabbergasted because they already have Patrick Beverly and Reggie Jackson as their point guards, right? Yeah, I know neither one of them is really a true point guard. Another, neither one of them was a setup with the offense type, and that's what they were looking for. They were obviously trying to get Lowry. They were trying to get George Hill. There was talk about Lonzo Ball. I get all that. And, and, and Rajon Rondo and, and, and his mystique of playoff Rondo, I get all of that. I get all of that. I truly do. But Lou Williams is a flat-out bucket getter, man, in, in the second unit. I mean, you just took, what, 15 points away from your bench right there? Rondo, Rondo. I mean, is this Rondo start now? You move Patrick Beverly and, or, or, and, Reggie, ja or, and Reggie Jackson as your, your backcourt bench? I, I'm just, I'm really confused. I'm really confused. I understand them going after a point guard. Don't understand them getting rid of Lou Williams. I do not. And, and I knew Lou Williams was on the block for a while. Don't understand it. Uh, there was rumors this was a three-team trade. It ended up just being uh, straight up. Um, once again, completely flabbergasted. Um, Rondo has not been great this year. Rondo has been injured. Um, I mean, I guess the Clippers feel like, what? what why, why not? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I, I'm going to give... I'm gonna give this a D for the Clippers, unless they win the championship, then I'll have to change it, but I'm gonna give this uh, probably a B for the Hawks. Um, I don't know how Lou Williams is gonna fit in with the rotation, because they just lost a point guard. Chris Dunn, I think, is back. Um, they just lost a point guard uh, for their second unit. I'm not 100% sure uh, if Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to, um, uh, you know, um, I thought that when they made this trade that, that he was probably on his way out and Lou Williams would be that guy off the bench. But um, that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, I'm just really... You can tell when I'm confused about a trade when I stutter and, and, and my mind is just going... I, I'm just completely... I don't get it. Rondo has not been good at all this year, and I get it. He hasn't had a lot of minutes. He was really good in the playoffs last year, but there were times last year uh, he just was not very good at all. He's lost a step. Um, yeah. But whatever. The Clippers obviously think that they need him. So, all right. Toronto traded Terrence Williams to Sacramento for a second-round pick. This is another roster-clearing move that looked like it was going to be a precursor to a Kyle Lowry deal, which mm, never happened. However, once again, there are going to be multiple reasons whether they got a Lowry deal. My, my thinking is it was probably they probably were expecting a Lowry deal, but also thinking... We don't have a lot right now. We got room for buyouts, um, candidates. Um, so that's what they got. And they were able to acquire a couple second-round picks in the process. So really not the end of the world. Uh, get, they just cleared off a couple uh, roster spots. That's about it. So but, so we, we kept hearing J.J. Redick was going to be bought out. Well, the Pelicans found a taker. They have sent... J.J. Redick, along with Nicole Melly, to the Dallas Mavericks for James Johnson, West of Wundu, and a second-round pick. And um, I really like this for the Mavericks. I mean, like, they not only they got two shooters in this, two shooters. Melly fell out of favor with Stan Van Gundy, which isn't hard to do. I'm, I'm not 100% convinced Stan Van Gundy is a good coach at all. Um, 
Stan Van Gundy doesn't even know how. You don't freaking. He's running his offense through freaking Zion Williamson instead of Lonzo Ball. That 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 just blows my mind. That's just, you just you've just basically made Lonzo Ball ineffective. But whatever. I mean, I know his three-point shooting's gotten better, but whatever. Um, anyway, so JJ Redick will will head to Dallas, where he'll probably um, join Tim Hardaway Jr. on the uh, second unit. That's gonna be a gunsling in second unit, especially if Melly gets some uh, uh, minutes. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not afraid to, f- to put the ball up. JJ Redick, we know, is not afraid to put the ball up, and Melly is—that's all he does is shoot. So Dallas, the second unit is just going to be is just going to be ridiculous as they make a run. Um, I really like this for Dallas. I'm gonna give them an A plus on this. Um, they got rid of James Johnson. They don't play. Weston Wandu gets a little bit of minutes and a second round pick that they have no business using. So um, for New Orleans, James Johnson possibly backs up Zion Williamson, maybe. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Wessa Wandu probably backs up uh, Brandon Ingram. Um, I think they're both get some minutes. Um, I'm just disappointed with um, New Orleans this year, and I think it's Dan Van Gundy, to be honest with you. I really do. I I, I, I don't... I, yeah, I, I definitely 100% think it's Dan Van Gundy. This should be a playoff team, no, no problem. They are not. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't like this deal for New Orleans. I'm going to give them a C. Um, just not good. Not, not, not good at all. So, and once again, as I mentioned, uh, Daniel Tice was traded uh, to Chicago for Mo Wagner, who was just acquired earlier in the day. Um, Wagner, um, not exactly sure what Boston wanted, what, what Boston's goal was here, because Tice has been really good for them. And I think Tice is going to now be the backup center in um, Chicago. And I really like that. Um, he's undersized as a center, but I think the Bulls got a lot better. Um, the Bulls got a lot better today, if you ask me. They still did not show up their point guard spot. I think they should have. I don't know. I think they were trying to get Lonzo Ball. It just did not happen. I think they will try to get Lonzo Ball again in the offseason. Um, however... Um, I think they win this trade again. Um, uh, Wagner is a good. He's been he, he's been up and down. He's a good player, just uh, a little bit disappointing at times. Um, uh, I, I guess Boston wanted his shooting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not completely sure. So, but um, so we have just uh, knocked down a few more trades. Uh, we'll come back and finish our last segment talking about a big trade for the Miami Heat. All right, welcome back to the Maximum Hoops Podcast. I am your host, Michael Max. You can find me on Twitter at Maximum Hoops NBA. Um, uh, Snapchat M Maxi5. Let's see, Michael Maxi03 at gmail.com. Check out Maximum Hoops uh, blog on um, sportsboys.net. Um, let's see, I think I got everything covered. So, um, yes, as we are finishing up our third segment of the trade deadline recap we are going to start with another blockbuster that looked like it came down right at the gun the miami heat acquired victor oladipo for avery bradley kelly olenic and a 2022 
draft pick swap. What the fudge, right? Holy cow. That's all Miami had to give up for Oladipo. So the reason I believe, the reason why this trade happened this late was because Miami was in on, uh, on Kyle Lowry. And when they could not acquire, acquire Kyle Lowry, they revisited uh, trade talks with Houston. That's what I believe happened here. Um, this is that's pathetic that this is all they got for Oladipo. Why didn't they just keep Jared Allen and um, and Karis Levert? I think that would be a much better um, situation than than the, the the bullshit garbage they just got. So I'm giving them an F on this trade. I'm gonna give Miami a B plus. Um, do I think Victor Oladipo is a superstar? No, no, I do not. Do I think he is a um, do I think his uh, production and his ability has declined? Yes, I do. However, do I think he is a good fit for the Miami Heat? Yes. Why? Because they got Jimmy Butler. They got Goran Dragic. They got Bam out of bio who gets the ball a lot. They got Tyler Hero on a wing. They got Duncan Robinson on a wing. They have options. Victor Oladipo does not have to carry anyone. Does not have to carry a team. Uh, and, and when Victor Oladipo's drafted, I, did, I thought going two was way too high for him. However, um, he is perfect in Miami. And I actually think, um, I mean, I actually think this, this is a pretty a, a pretty good deal for them. Um, and um, not, not, um, not remotely. Uh, I think this is going to put Miami back in possibly a playoff spot looking to maybe uh, increase it. So Avery Bradley hardly played all season. Kelly Olenek, yeah, yeah. He was a starting, uh, you know, four for them next out of bio, but now they just acquired uh, Belisa. Um, the draft pick swap is not a big deal. So what are you going to do? Move from five or six spots? You know, not, not a big deal at all. Victor Oladipo is going to be your starting two guard. You can move Duncan Robinson to the bench. Duncan Robinson is probably toast because uh, where it is, Oladipo, they are trying to um, sign him to a multi-year extension, making him a Miami Heat player, and I'm sure that had another deal, uh, another, I'm sure that was another reason for a hold up on the trade, um, that they're going to, you know, that they're looking to work together uh, on this. Um, with that said, um, Miami got really good. Miami got really good really fast. I mean, think about this. This is what their lineup is going to look like. They have, they got Kendrick Nunn has been their starting point guard, right? They've been using Goran Dragic off the bench. Oladipo, you got him and Tyler Hero coming off the bench. Then um, uh, you got Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson will move to the bench now. Um, now you got Belisa for shooting. Um, uh, with Trevor Reza and Andre Iguodala behind him. Obviously, one of those guys could start, and you could bring Bellies off the bench. Bam on a bio in the middle. Um, it's, it, it's, it's, wow. It, it's really, it's, it's, it's really impressive. Um, what this means for, for, um, what this means for, um, uh, Houston is they're rebuilding. This is, this is rebuilding. That's all they're doing. They've torn it down. They got rid of James Harden. Avery Bradley, um, I think he signed a two-year deal. I have to look at that. Anyways, regardless, um, he's not he's not long for them. Kelly Olenek is not long for them. These are these are just they're they're, they're just placeholders. 
they're just placeholders for them. Um, obviously, they're going to try to get rid of John Wall. Um, my guess is they're going to get a top four, top three or four uh, uh, pick. I think um, if it falls out of top four, um, they will lose their draft pick. Um, very, very um, surprising. Um, they got very little for Oladipo. That makes their James Harden trade look even worse, considering they could have had Karis LeVert. Uh, they could have had Jared Allen. Um, yeah, not good. Not good at all. Mm. I, need, I need an energy drink on that one. Not good at all. So that was, um, I would think, our third blockbuster deal of the day. And then, of course, we ended with a couple small ones. Charlotte Hornets acquired Brad Wanamaker from Golden State. Uh, not sure what Golden State got back. I'm not going to really grade this. I'm just going to tell you Golden State, um, they obviously probably got cash, um, maybe a pick or something for him. Uh, basically, Charlotte just got, uh, with LaMelo Ball injured, they just got insurance as a backup point guard considering um, Devontae Graham now moves back into the starting lineup. So... Um, that's basically all that was, is insurance. Um, actually, probably a pretty good move for Charlotte. Charlotte's trying to make the playoffs. They needed depth at the guard spot. Golden State Warriors then also uh, accepted cash and the rights to Cody Lalam uh, for Marquise Chris. Marquise Chris goes to San Antonio. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure why they got rid of Marquise Chris. He's been a pretty good player for them. Um, but, I mean... Regardless, uh, uh, he is now in San Antonio, probably going to take some minutes uh, that Mar LaMarcus Aldridge would have had, as LaMarcus Aldridge is now, um, uh, he's been um, bought out. So, um, uh, so that, that's, how that, that, that's how that works out. So, so those are the 17 trades. Um, I hope you guys, uh, uh, who are the winners today? So a lot of guys like to do winners, losers. Uh, losers are Houston. I think Houston's a loser in this trade, in this uh, today. I think the Bulls are a major winner. I think um, they definitely improve. Um, I, I think Orlando got what? Orlando, for what they were trying to accomplish... I think Orlando did well. They basically were trying to get their three stars out of um, town and into um, some draft picks and some young players. They were able to acquire R.J. Hampton, who I really like. I think R.J. Hampton is going to be one of those players that's going to take a little bit of time to develop. Uh, I really like um, him there. Uh, they have some young players, Nicole Anthony and Markel Fultz on their, on their roster. Um, I really wish they would have tried to get Aaron Nesmith from the Celtics in, in the in the Evan Fournier deal. They, however, did not. Um, so kudos for to um, kudos to uh, Danny Ainge for keeping Nesmith, who I would have loved to see go to Orlando. They were able to get Gary Harris. Um, so there's a lot um, a lot to like about what Orlando did. I think Denver did well getting Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon as a fourth option is, um, I think that's a, a really good, a really good find. Um, uh, so, um, with that said, um, next week I think we're going to run and do a little bit of um, 
a little bit of uh, uh, we'll, we'll maybe look at some of these rebuilding teams and, and how they look after the trade deadline. So once again, uh, thank you. You can find me at Maximum Hoops um, NBA on Twitter, and um, we will go from there, and we will talk to you again next week. And uh, thank you for listening. And once again, any questions, feel free to hit me on any social media that I mentioned before. So um, I'll talk to you again next week, um, and uh, we'll play it by year. Maybe I'll do um, – Maybe we'll talk about some rebuilding teams. So, all right. Have a good rest of the week.